We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday. It's March 22nd. It is 2023. We have a nice 10-game NBA slate. I say nice. 10-game NBA slates um, towards the end of March are not nice, but hey, we're here. We're going to have some fun with it, and um, only a few back-to-backs, so nothing too crazy on the back-to-back front. What's happening, YouTube? I hope everyone is having a fantastic Tuesday night, and if you're listening on the podcast form, go over to YouTube, subscribe. Then you'll know when we go live. Hit that notifications button. Come hang out with us. Dave, Richie, what's happening? Got my buddy Keith Eister with us today, Eyes819. Keith, what's happening, my friend? Not too much. Um, just seeing how these games Tuesday shake out. We've got a little uh, World Baseball Classic action USA trailing late, so hopefully we can get a rally there and, and they can pull out the victory there. But we're going to have real MLB baseball here in about a week, so really excited about that as well. But we'll we'll uh, grind out the rest of these NBA slates here. We've had a nice six to eight, it seems like, for a week or so. Um, we get a big, nice big 10 gamer here, so excited to get in and break it down. Yeah, anybody that's curious, um, whenever we get rolling back April 1st or 2nd or 3rd, whatever it is, we will be talking baseball. Um, just in case you're curious, you know, if you've been a long-time listener to the Morning Grind, you already knew that was coming. <laughs> so uh, April 3rd, when we roll back, um, we'll be talking some baseball. So excited for the baseball season to get here, I think. Any year that you have like a world baseball classic, um, I'm, I'm even more excited because you have some of these guys that have been playing like competitive, meaningful games. Um, seeing Mike Trout playing is really fantastic. And you just you want to see him stay healthy for a whole season. You just want to see 
what he's capable of now. Like we know what he's capable of, especially early in his career. But like you just want to see what he's capable still. Um, one of the best baseball players in baseball, and it just all I can think about. So growing up, I am I'm 35 years old. Growing up, Ken Griffey Jr. was by far my favorite player, and anybody my age that liked baseball probably a Ken Griffey Jr. fan. And all I can think about is just had he stayed healthy, could he have gotten to like 800 home runs? Uh, like he had one of the sweetest baseball swings I've ever seen. A lot of people has ever seen. So um, you just want Mike Trout to stay healthy, man. You just want him to have one year where he's like, hey, uh, I'm MVP still. Watch this. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm super pumped for baseball. Everyone um, that's been around for a while knows that I love baseball. It is something that I did for a large part of my life um, was throw baseballs past people. So very excited for baseball season to come back. But we got 10-game NBA slate to talk about today. Let's get right into it. A lot to talk about. 10 games. The kid, man, the kid did have the sweetest swing. I agree with you, Dave. <laughs> I agree, man. Just if you are a – I'm going to get off on a tangent again. Here we go. <laughs> if you are a if, – if you're a parent or you're a young baseball coach where you are teaching maybe 8 to 12-year-olds, 12 just show them Ken Griffey Jr. swing. It's just mechanically close to perfect as you can get. Um, so there you go. Denver at Washington is where we get started. There's no total for this game. Washington is on the second end of a back-to-back. -back. Uh, Denver Denver doesn't have anybody on the injury report, so we'll have to kind of see how this plays out. Um, Kuzma, they, listen, everything that I read as far as when we were looking at his injury for Tuesday, it, it sounds like a very severe ankle sprain i highly doubt he plays in this game um so i i'm gonna go ahead and say i don't think he plays i think the biggest question mark is does bradley beal play i know he just played a back-to-back -back, um a few days ago but I, i'm just i'm super concerned about like bradley beal playing on the second end of back-to-back -back. <sighs> let's get into this denver side first um i mean obviously Jokic 11-5 one of the top spend-ups on the slate. Went for 82 fantasy points the last time these two teams played. He's capable of big games. His usage kind of all over the place. I mean, when Denver's playing well, it's the games that Jokic is having like these triple doubles and not shooting 20 times. So what are your thoughts here on the Nuggets? Yeah, I mean, you can always play Jokic on, on any slate. Um, I think the usage has been a little bit more consistent here recently. Um, he's got a couple of 60 burgers in, in his game log here. He's got the, a monster game against Brooklyn earlier this month. So definitely has the upside. I don't know if he's a priority per se. Um, we'll have to see what Washington does. Like you said, I expect Kuzma out as well. If they rest one of, of Beal or Porzingis, I have a hard time seeing Washington keep this game close. So blowout risk would be concerning. Also, the, the first game of the night all by itself. So depending on what news we're waiting on, not sure how many roster spots I want to be taking up. Um, but I'll, I'll certainly have some exposure to Jokic. It just kind of depends on slate dynamics leading up to lock, whether I'm going to commit 20% of my lineups to him or if it's going to be more like a 10% play. But definitely need some exposure. The rest of Denver, always tough with as much as Jokic does for this team. I think Murray has a fine price point. Um Again, not a guy I'm prioritizing, but don't mind him at 7,700. 
probably don't get to Gordon at 6,200. Um, even even MPJ at 6,200, probably tough. So Jokic will be the primary guy I'm targeting here, maybe a little bit of Murray. But um, again, that's all kind of dependent on what Washington does end up doing here. Yeah, I mean, the first time these two teams played, Murray had a terrible game. Jokic had a monster game. Um, you know, for me, I think like outside of Murray and Jokic, those like those are the two primary like Denver plays every slate. Um, they're not a team that like you have to get too different with. I will say that Michael Porter Jr. has some ceiling. Uh, it's a 10 game slate. I don't think at 6,200 on DraftKings, but I also don't have like Yahoo and FanDuel's pricing up in front of me. Um, maybe he's the guy that you end up on like as a last piece in kind of thing. I, I wouldn't hate that. Washington side, I mean, it all kind of depends on, well, first Kuzma, um, Schwarber just hit a home run. Um, it really depends on like assuming that like, Kuzma's out again, which I think we both kind of assume that's going to be the case. Uh, the Wizards lost to my Magic last night. Porzingis played 38 minutes. Beal didn't have a great game. Only played 31 minutes. Um, tough team to kind of figure out right now. I, I think, like, it, it, upside-wise, it's probably Porzingis, Beal, and then, like, Denny um, is that if Kuzma's out type of play, but Honestly, I don't have a ton of interest in Washington. I think Denver wins this game pretty hands down. Um, not saying it's a blowout, but I'm not saying that's particularly close either. Yeah, I, I don't have a, a ton of interest in Washington. Um, Denver plays slow. Tough matchup for Porzingis here. And, and like, I don't know, pricing seems like like these guys are priced to the point where we should have interest without Kuzma. But just I, Denver is not a team I like targeting. Um, just their style, just going through Jokic every time down the floor, just a slow pace. Also, then you, you factor in that it's a back-to-back and it, it gets even less intriguing. So Avdia at 5,400, probably my favorite run back if I was looking for one. Um, probably not messing with Gafford at 4,900 with Jokic on the other side. Kispert's priced up to a point. He doesn't do enough peripherally to want to target him. Um so, yeah, depending on Beal and Porzingis, if, if one or Beal or Porzingis would sit, then I think you, you play the other guy. Um, but if they're both in there, probably not too much interest here for me. All right, let's move on um, to another game that's like a good basketball game, but DFS-wise, it's kind of... We got a 220.5 total here, Knicks and Heat in Miami. Miami is a two-point favorite. Um, injury report for... For this one is Lowry's questionable, Caleb Martin's questionable, and the Knicks are good to go um, from what we're seeing here night before on the injury report. We'll go Knicks first. This game, man, this game just screams slow um, pace. I will say, like, if we're looking a little bit more recently, Miami's like 26 in pace now. Um, So... A little bit better, uh, but listen, these are two of the slowest paced teams in the NBA. Even recently, if we're looking more recent, they are 24th and 26th as far as just, you know, pace ratings. And then if we're looking at like recent defensive stats, um, there's nothing that like jumping out here. Miami's playing a little bit worse defense recently, but they've had a lot of people out. So how much can you really trust that? 
I don't have any interest in the Knicks at these prices. I think if I was going to take a shot on anybody, it would probably be Barrett at 5,800 and just hope that he gets like super hot from the field. But I don't think I want anything to do with the Knicks here. Yeah, it's a tough game environment, but I will say the ceiling that Randall and Brunson have are a little intriguing this spot. They're a little, a couple hundred cheaper than we're used to seeing them. Randall at 9,300. We've seen him up close to 10K a lot of times. He's obviously coming off that monster game against Minnesota where he scored 57 actual points. Um, certainly don't expect him to do that again, but you know he's going to be out there for upper 30s minutes. Probably going to be pretty low owned. I don't hate large field tournament shots on Randall. And Brunson's price is getting to the point now where I think there's there's still upside even in a tough matchup there. So not guys I love. It's a really tough game environment, but pricing is low enough that I think you can take some shots. Um, outside of those two, it gets really tough. Quickly's priced up. Um, I, I don't mind Barrett at 5,800. Like Mitchell Robinson just not seeing any usage at all. Um, sorry, distracted by the, the baseball game here. Um, Mitchell yeah. Robinson just hasn't been doing enough. The price is so low. Like that you He's playable at this point, but because of the matchup, I probably don't need to go there on a 10-game slate. Um, probably interested in him in the, in the next time out, but not in this matchup, um, not on a 10-game slate. So I'll sprinkle in Randall and, and Brunson just hoping for a ceiling. That's that's probably about it here. What? Not to get too sidetracked by the baseball game, but you Darvish is pitching. Trey Turner's on first. If you're Cedric Mullins, you cannot swing at the first pitch, and you have yeah, to get Trey Turner running there. Like, automatic stolen base, right? I know. Like, <laughs> you, oh. anyway, anyway, um, going to the Miami side. I mean, Butler has been really solid recently, over forty nine or forty five fantasy points in four of his last five games, um, and we can really extend that to like eight of his last ten. So. I mean, Butler, I think, is playable here just because he's been playing really good. But again, this game's going to be slow. It has one of the lowest implied totals on the slate. Bam, this price tag for Bam and Hero is like really appealing for a 10-game slate. So maybe some shots on Bam. But overall, I don't I don't have a ton of interest. Um I don't have a ton of interest in the Miami side of this game either. This is just one of those games on a 10-game slate. I just don't have a lot of interest in general. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Really tough matchup for Bam. Um, Robinson's been really good on the other side. Slow pace. Um, I think I prefer Jimmy, just finding the extra couple hundred to get up to Jimmy. A little bit better matchup for him. Still not a great matchup. Um, yeah, just an overall tough game environment. Uh, maybe, maybe I do one, like, Randall Butler stack in, in my 20 lineups or something like that, but definitely not a game I'm, I'm targeting heavily. Bam's 8,100 on FanDuel according to YouTube chat. I just, man, the price is super appealing. All right. Pacers and Raptors. Two 34 and a half total Raptors and eight point favorite. Yeah. Eight point favorite in this one. Uh, injury report here, obviously something we're going to be watching pretty closely because Duarte, Halliburton, both questionable. Um, Barnes questionable on the Raptor side and Otto Porter Jr. out. So let's go 
Pacers first. I mean, listen, it, it all comes down to Halliburton. It always does if he plays or if he doesn't play. Uh, give me your thoughts here on the Pacers. Yeah, another game environment that I'm I don't love, at least from the Indiana side. Um, Toronto, another slow team. So I probably need Halliburton out here to have a ton of interest. Um, and if he is, then McConnell becomes a great value. Nemhard would become a great value. Um, Matherin, we saw him come back from an injury and play 30 minutes in his last one. I think you can take shots there at 5,100. Even, even if Halliburton is in, I don't hate that Matherin price. Um, getting up to Halliburton, if he plays, like he has had an awesome ceiling this season. Just don't love this game environment. Um, probably don't pay 7,100 for Miles Turner in this this matchup um, with Pirtle on the other side. They've been a little bit better against bigs. 6,300 is about right for Buddy, not not a primary target. So really the only interest I have here in Indiana, I think, is if Halliburton sits. And then I, then I look at McConnell or Nemhard. Um, if I happen to have a, a small forward spot for 5,100, I, I like Mather in there. Yeah, I don't mind Mather, and I like him. Obviously, I like him more um, if Halliburton's out. If Halliburton's out, Buddy Heal, TJ McConnell, um, Nimhard, all fantastic values um, in this matchup against Toronto. I just got a no signal thing on my TV. If anybody's wondering if they're watching on YouTube what I'm doing, I'm trying <laughs> to figure out why I lost the baseball game. Um, <laughs> i was like is he flipping back and forth like no i'm tilted and... <laughs> i'm tilted i, I don't want to get up and try to figure out why i just got the random like no signal thing and um i don't know why um and i don't know i haven't like I, i'm not ready for baseball season yet i don't know where my apple tv remote is um in the office so <laughs> this happens when you renovate your office um and don't have everything put back yet so anyway Toronto side of this game, um, if Barnes sits, you know, really quick talking about Barnes, if he's out, OG is already in a really good matchup here against Indiana. If um, Barnes sits, I could see OG getting some extra shots. Um, the price is not great, but it's not bad. If Barnes is out, I don't hate Jakob Podol. He's 6,900, which I don't love the price tag, but I think the matchup is fantastic. We've seen centers do well all season against the Pacers. Siakam, listen, I talked about this guy Thursday. Thursday? I think it was Thursday. It was against, it was against the Thunder. And I said, this is the matchup we've been waiting for. And I hope you listened. Um, he's 8,800. If Barnes is out, I have interest in a lot of people. If Barnes plays, I think Toronto has some plays, but I also think they're kind of pricey. So I'm just kind of lukewarm on Toronto. If Barnes plays, um, give me your thoughts here on Toronto. Why I try to figure out why my TV is not working. <laughs> yeah. I'm Siakam. so tilted right now. <laughs> You're right. Not like an important <sighs> game going on or anything. I, know, um, I don't yeah. know why it, it like, oh, it's driving me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, uh, Siakam has, has come back to life a little bit here. Um, we knew he would eventually, He's still quite a bit cheaper than than his high point of the season. So 8,800 for Siakam, I, I like that. I do like this matchup on the Toronto side here. Um, Indy's been a horrible defensive team all season long. I love your Pirtle call. I'm interested in Pirtle even if Barnes plays. He's shown big ceilings um, since joining this Toronto team. Indy has been awful against bigs, like you mentioned. Um, 
6,900 feels a little tough for Pirtle, but I, I think he still has some upside at that price. So I will have Pirtle regardless of Barnes. Love the Ananobi call if Barnes is out as well. 6,400. Um, we know he's going to be out there for mid thirties minutes in that scenario. Great matchup against Indy. So I, I do have quite a bit of interest here in Toronto. Just from a point per dollar perspective, I think I'd rank them Pirtle, Siakam, Ananobi. Even if Barnes is like with Barnes out, I think Ananobi would still be third for me, but very mild. I'll play a lot more Ananobi without Barnes. Um, Van Vliet just hasn't quite shown the ceiling here recently, so I probably don't get to a ton of him. Um, I'd rather just find the 200 to get up to Siakam. There's always really strong point guard plays. Uh, so definitely Siakam over Van Vliet, uh, but Pirtle might be my favorite overall player. All right, we got the Warriors and the Mavs. No total in this game because Luka and Kyrie are both questionable. Uh, Marquise Morris is questionable. And then on the Warriors side, Draymond is probable. Luno, Looney is probable. Wiggins, Peyton, Iguodala out. Um, we'll go Golden State first. This game has all the makings of fireworks if Luka and Kyrie play. Um, I think they're very questionable still whether or not they're going to be back or not. I think if Kyrie plays, it could potentially stay close as well. Um, but, I mean, I think his foot sprain is, like, legit as well. Dallas has actually been, like, competitive in games without Kyrie and um, without Kyrie and Luka. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's interesting to kind of think about this matchup if they're in or out, but – Definitely a game we're paying attention to because it matters a lot here. Yeah, Golden State plays at one of the fastest paces in the league, maybe the fastest. I, I didn't check before we jumped on where they're currently sitting, but I know they're top five at minimum, top three at minimum, really. Um, Steph at, at 9,700, I think, in a, in a pretty good spot here. Um, have to have interest in that ceiling. Um, you've got Clay at 7K. I think there's plenty of upside there. Um I probably don't get to Jordan Poole. Like it's just tough when when Curry and Thompson are both active. Not not a guy that I, I really like to play. He is cheap. Um, I played a little bit of him in that last game just because of the matchup with Houston, and and it didn't work out. So might be a little jaded even there. Um, but probably just go Curry and Thompson. Looney is interesting uh, just because of the matchup. Like Dallas is susceptible inside. Don't love the 5,300 price tag. The minutes are always inconsistent, but a spot where I could see him finding a ceiling. Um, really, I, th I think Curry and Thompson are, are the primary targets here. Um, you can mess around with the Loonies and DiVincenzos, but you definitely start with Curry or Thompson. Yeah, I mean, with Wiggins out, like DiVincenzo has been someone that has been consistently playing minutes um, until recently, but neither one of those recent games were really that close. Um, I mean, they the, the Houston game was really never that close, and Memphis game was just – it wasn't a good game for Golden State. So Jordan pulls at that price point now where I feel like if you're a 150 max guy, you put him in your player pool. Um, under 6K, I don't even think you need to necessarily have a lot but he's capable of big games, um, even in his current role. So I think Jordan Poole, if you're playing large field tournaments, you have to have him in there. But my main interest here is going to be Curry uh, or Clay. And then on the Dallas side, I mean, it really just all comes down to uh, 
does Luca and Kyrie play? If they're both out, what are we looking at? Um, I think if they're both out, we just kind of do the thing with Hardy and, and Josh keep playing him. Yeah, yeah, and Josh. Yeah, Green. I mean Hardy's Hardy's awesome usage rate. Um, he's he'd be a complete smash at forty eight hundred in this game environment. I did d- double check. Golden State is the fastest team in the NBA. Um, I have interest in Josh Green for sure at 4,900, like a dude that stepped up big time in the absence of Luca. I think the, the harder conversation is going to be, what if one of them sits? Like what if Kyrie plays and Luca does not? Um, I think you still can play guys like green and Hardy in that scenario, even Tim Hardaway. Um, Christian Wood is the one I do not have any clue how to handle. Uh, like his minutes just disappeared for, a while and then it seems like he's kind of worked himself back into the rotation here recently he's been getting run um 29 minutes 34 minutes 28 minutes and absolutely smashed against the spurs in those 28 minutes i just i don't know what to do with christian wood um i don't know that i trust him but if Kyrie and luca are out i think you you just have to kind of hold your nose and and hope that he continues to get run but just know that he might end up with 15 minutes and and really torture it at 6700 Hey, Japan's still second. Um, with two <laughs> outs. Just saying. Yeah, the the wood thing is super interesting to me. Um, I know he was banged up there for a little while, and maybe that's why. So I think we have to kind of look at like what he's been able to do recently. If he gets the minutes, he's someone that can play really well. And I mean, definitely I think has a little bit of an edge on Looney. And if Looney ends up like missing the game, I think that is even more of an upside for a guy like wood. So I don't hate it. I don't love it. I, I really like the shooters in this game. And I really want to kind of see what happens with Dallas um, with Kyrie and Luke and Luca Philadelphia. And I know that's not really a hot take or anything, but I, <laughs> when you're looking at a slate like this, you have to know like two of the better players and high usage guys, you have to know what's going on with those two guys before you really can have a take on the whole entire team. Um, the value guys are fantastic plays if those two are out. I mean, there's no doubt about that. So, all right. Um, 222 total in this game. The 76ers are a two and a half to three and a half point favorite, depending on the book you're looking at. Um, injury report here is James Harden is questionable. PJ Tucker is questionable. And then... Caruso's questionable, and that's it for the Chicago Bulls. Let's go Philadelphia first. Um, Harden sits, ton of interest in Bean. Harden plays, not a ton of interest in anybody. Hashtag yeah, I'm, I'm right. <laughs> yeah, couldn't have said it better myself. Um, I, I played a ton of Embiid in this matchup um, last week. The game went to double overtime, and he still and he barely got there. Like that, that game was, it was set to finish under 200 points. Um, I like the under here on 222. Both of these teams play really slow. Chicago has improved on the defensive end. Embiid can smash any matchup. Don't, don't get me wrong. Um, I think it's a toss up between him, him and Jokic. Like I haven't decided whether I'm taking a heavy stance on either one of them yet, but kind of similar plays in that I don't necessarily love the game environment for them. But you, you know that either of them could put up 80 in, in any spot. So I do want some exposure to Embiid, um, regardless of Harden. But whether it's 
five or ten percent or whether it's like a, my main spend up on the slate is is pretty dependent upon Harden. If Harden's out, by all means, load up the Embiid. If Harden Harden's in there, he's going to be more of a large field tournament play. I think you can take shots on Harden. Again, I don't love the game environment, um, but 9,600, and I don't really love the price either. So I won't get to a ton of Harden, but another guy that, that has ceiling, I don't have any interest in Philly outside of those two guys. Unless Harden were to sit. then that, that Yeah, if Harden sits, I have a lot of interest in Maxi. Um, yeah. Even at 6,900, I think Maxi would be someone that is very playable. Um, and the, I think like, even looking at a guy like Melton, if Harden sits, um, I think the odd man out still for me is Tobias Harris. I just, I, I, I do not like playing Tobias. On the Chicago side, I don't know, man. I don't love the matchup for Vooch. He had a good game last time these two teams played. He's had good games against this team multiple times this season. So, Maybe we take advantage of the $7,900 price tag for Vooch. Um, I actually would probably go like Vooch, Levine, DeRozan today, um, looking at like the matchups and pricing. Yeah, I, I don't love any of them just because of the game environment. Um, I think I have Levine slightly ahead of Vooch, uh, but it is worth noting Vooch has played well in several matchups against Philly this season still think just a couple hundred more for Levine. I feel like he has, he has more upside here with Embiid on the other side. Um, definitely DeRozan third right, right there with you. I just, I don't have a ton of interest in this game. It's going to be slow pace, good defenses on both sides. Um, very similar to the New York Miami game. Just a, like, it's a game that I see going under the two twenty two total. Um, all three stars are active. So it's just, it's a tough spot to play Chicago here. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, cruising along. We got Houston at Memphis, 225 and a half total. The Grizzlies are a 14 point favorite in this game. Um, it's pretty high. Welcome probably back warranted. John Morant, right? Yeah, <laughs> probably warranted. Um, all right, let's talk Rockets first. Tate is out. And then on the Memphis side, Adams and, and Brooks out, Clark out. They have John Morant as available. So, yep. I mean, we all kind of assume he's going to play. What kind of minutes is going to play? Um, they expect it's him to not play. Gonna be full. It's not. Yeah. He is expected to play. It's not going to be full minutes. And there is even chatter that he plays off the bench because his, his minutes are going to be limited. 
So I, I don't think you can play John in the spot. I mean, I know it's it's Houston and he could just absolutely nuke even in like 24 minutes. I don't think you take a shot on that on a 10 game slate, but that is where he is going to play, or at least that's what they say. Um, but he could be playing off the bench to limit the minutes. Um, yeah, we'll talk about Memphis in a second. Let's go Houston first. Houston's going to get crushed in this game. Um, Kevin Porter Jr. is 8,100. Like he's the, he's the usage guy that has the the ceiling on this team, but 8,100 for him is just, is really tough to pay. Jalen Green will have good games from time to time. I think if I was going to technically spend up for anybody, it would probably be him. Sangoon, he's kind of plateaued a little bit. We saw like Jabari Smith kind of eat into his usage a little bit, and we haven't seen like as big games as from him. So Houston's been a tough team to kind of play here recently. I think if I'm taking shots, it's probably Green or Sangoon, maybe Smith, but I don't like Smith's price tag. Yeah, um, I, like Shingun has just been tough to play. Like he's his minutes have been bouncing around. The emergence of Tari Eason and Jabari Smith has definitely eaten into his production. I just I don't know if I meant I mess with this big man situation with all three of them active. Like I think they have found something in Tari Eason, and he's going to continue to get minutes. Although he, I mean, he's back down in the low twenties the last couple before Shangun missed that last one. So yeah. I don't know that you can play him with only low twenties minutes. You mentioned the price tag on Jabari Smith. It's like he could smash at that price. I don't know that I take shots on it on a ten game slate though. I think Jalen Green being a thousand cheaper than KPJ that that might be where I look. Um, I like he's a guy that can score forty actual points. I'd like. 7100 is not a great price. He doesn't do a ton else. He'll get you a couple assists, a couple rebounds. Um, but he primarily needs to score a bunch of points to get you there. Um, awesome Memphis defense on the other side. So tough spot for Houston. I just This game should be a, a game that we love, I feel like. But just because of the unique jaw situation, it's going to be tough to play Memphis. Uh, Shingun has missed a couple of games. KPJ has been out a couple of games. So I don't love the pricing on Houston. Like, It's a great game environment overall. Um just it's tough because of the unique circumstances around it. Yeah. I mean, I talked about this on the podcast yesterday with Charlotte. Now at 23 wins, we can see the Rockets and Spurs, even though the Spurs definitely don't agree with me. Um, And then Detroit just kind of see what they have play the road, play some of these young guys, some rotation minutes and stuff. But overall Houston's a tough team at these prices. So, I mean, like I said, maybe some Jalen Green. Memphis, for me, I can't wait to see what we're projecting Desmond Bain's ownership. If everyone is going to jump off of Desmond Bain with John Morant coming back, this is an excellent spot to play To play him. I mean, this is a fantastic spot. Like, we're, we're getting off of Tyus Jones. Even if Tyus Jones starts, we don't want to play Tyus Jones. I think this is a spot you play Desmond Bain at 7,600. Stevie, too sharp, man. <laughs> like you just you <laughs> totally stole my thunder here. I think I've been doing this a while. Amazing Keith. call. Uh, <laughs> Houston gets, allows the most three pointers to any like more than any team in the NBA. John Morant coming back, everyone's gonna be like, oh, can't play Desmond Bain right now. He wasn't that great with that, with John Morant out of the lineup. So seventy six hundred, but Desmond Bain is a, is a shooter. Like 
and he this happens to be the best three-point shooting matchup in the entire league. John Morant drawing the attention opens up wide open three-pointers for Desmond Bain. I, I absolutely love that call. Um, that is exactly where I was going with my take for this Memphis side. I think that Memphis is going to be loaned because John Morant returning and just the circumstances around them, like all these guys are priced up to the point of being playing without John Morant. So that they, they all feel overpriced. I would say Desmond Bain is the one guy that I think John Morant coming back actually helps him. I don't think it hurts him. Uh, Mookie Betts is grounded into a double play. Otani going to get the win for Japan. Get the save. Um, yeah, sorry. Totally distracted. I love baseball. Um, I I think Bain is in play whether or not Morant starts, whether he plays, whether he's minutes limited. I don't think it matters. You nailed it. Like The three-point matchup is not – you don't get much better than this. So um, I love this spot. In large field tournaments, I think you could take some shots on Tillman. Man, they've been playing that Sante guy like enough where you it's only large field tournaments, but anyway. How cool, like while we move on to the next game, how cool would it be for Mike Trout to blast one off of Otani here? <laughs> yeah, I was just noticing who was walking to the plate there. <laughs> like, how cool would that be? Um what a way to that, end the World Baseball Classic! Like, no matter how how this they have out, to they have to hug and get ready in a week to play together. Oh, he <laughs> threw him a hundred mile an hour fastball right down the middle, and Trout missed it. Um, <laughs> gosh, love baseball, man! I'm so happy it's back. All right, we got the Spurs and the Bucks. There's no total in this game, but the spread is 17 and a half. <laughs> Might not be enough. Um, <laughs> San Antonio's on the second end of a back to back. Goran Dragic is out. Myers Leonard is out. Um, dude, Otani is reaching back and throwing smoke <laughs> right now. He's challenging his buddy Mike Trout. This is awesome. Yeah. Um, gosh, I'm sorry, everybody. If you're watching live, you completely understand and you get it. If you're listening to the podcast in the morning, um, you you get it if you were watching this game. But it's listen, this is fun. World Baseball Classic. I'm glad they started doing this. this is awesome. Yes, I'm totally sidetracked, and I'm trying to watch that bat. <laughs> oh, he, he threw another 100-mile-an-hour fastball by him. All right. Um, listen, we don't really have to spend a ton of time on this game anyway. San Antonio, who knows who's going to play? Um, we talked about Keldon Johnson being one of our favorite podcast or favorite plays on the podcast yesterday, and they ruled him out. They're like, <laughs> nope. Um, I, I have no idea what to do with San Antonio at this point. I, I really don't. Um, do you have any takes on San Antonio? Do you have any thoughts on who might play who might not play um sandro did his thing like he was the guy that we all talked about and liked um on expert survey and on lineup hq and stuff he kind of did his thing still um trey jones did his thing but everybody else didn't i I mean the minutes are just so so spread out so spread out that san antonio just doesn't want to win games um is there anybody that you trust (laughs) is that even a thing for san antonio (laughs) I mean, if Zach Collins is out again, I do trust Sandro. Um, 84 points. that They put up 84 points on Tuesday night. Like, there's just not a lot of talent on this team. I don't want to play Keldon at 8K if he plays in this matchup. Like, it's, it's not the same scenario as Tuesday night. It's like New Orleans is a solid defensive team, but Milwaukee is one of the best defensive teams in the league. 
Um, the, the blowout chances are greater. It's just, it's a tough spot for the Spurs. So even if, if people are coming back, like if Keldon Vassell, Sohan all play, I don't, I don't have any interest in San Antonio whatsoever. Um, I'm value hunting here. Sandro's price is up to 5,100. It's like, and he's got Brooke Lopez and, and Giannis on the other side. It's not a, a great matchup. I don't think I have any interest in San Antonio whatsoever, no matter who plays here. It's just, it's going to be a, a blowout and probably one of these San Antonio guys get there, but chasing which one is going to be, I don't think makes a ton of sense on, on a 10 game slate. That was a dirty pitch. Like he just did him so dirty, like <laughs> fastball, 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 nasty slider, nasty <laughs> slider. And like Mike Trout's walking to the bench going, so glad that guy's on my team. Look, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I have no I, Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah. fun game, man. Fun game. Schwarber made it a lot more fun with the bomb. Um, but fun game. I wish, like, I wish it wasn't the same weekend as Atlanta for me for like travel purposes, because I totally would have went to Miami and watched some some baseball. Yeah. All right. Um, How cool of a moment for Shohei, man. Like, the reason he went to the Angels is because of Trout. He said, I want to play with the best player in the world. And then he yeah. just wins a World Baseball Classic title by by striking out his teammate. That's just an incredible story for Otani. It's so awesome. Yeah. I mean, it was yeah. – gosh, that pitch was so – guy's so good. <laughs> yeah. His ceiling is so in- incredibly high. Um, yeah. Anyway, Bucks side of this game, if everybody plays – I don't have any interest in the Bucks. Um, I just at these prices, the game's not going to be close. It has a seventeen-point spread for a reason. Um, San Antonio's atrocious; their rotations are terrible. We saw like Valanciunas crushed last night or tonight if you're watching live, and Valanciunas played twenty-eight minutes. He had nineteen and fifteen, and like I think he had like six six assists as well. He had like. 46 fantasy points. He was one of my favorite plays on the podcast yesterday. And like he crushed, but like Brooke Lopez is 7,400. He's typically someone that comes out really early in blowouts. Middleton 7,800. He's typically someone that comes out really early in blowouts. Giannis is 11, eight, the best matchup in the NBA, but he's 11, eight. I just, for me, if I'm playing Milwaukee I'm going to guys like Cunnington or like Grayson Allen type of plays and hoping they just get a lot of fourth quarter run and the game's not close. But overall, I really don't have a ton of interest in Milwaukee if everyone plays. Now, if they start sitting people, we can obviously, you know, get aggressive on how we want to approach Milwaukee. Yeah, I'm very concerned about the blowout here. I, I probably don't spend up to be honest. Like just too much would have to go right. I don't see any way that San Antonio keeps this game close. Even if they get like Kelvin and, and Vassal back, it's still going to be hard for for them to stay within 20 points of, of Milwaukee. Like Drew, I don't know. Like the price has come down from where he's been recently. But again, just because of the blowout risk, I don't think I chance it on 10 games. So I guess you're looking looking cheap. I like Grayson Allen, I think, at 4,200 or Connaughton. Both of those calls I don't mind. Um, Javon Carter would be the other name I throw in there, 3,500. 
like if they if he gets a bunch of run in the fourth quarter, he could he could certainly pay, play that pay that off. Um, but yeah, I, I think I play this for the blowout angle rather than spending up for Giannis or or Drew or Middleton or Lopez, any of them really. That's my that's my thoughts exactly. Like I'm playing for a blowout unless unless Milwaukee starts setting people, and then that's when this game becomes super interesting because we'll go back to the well in San Antonio, they'll burn us again, and. <laughs> The loop continues to go around. Do, 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 do. Atlanta at Minnesota. Do they have a total out for this game now? They don't. Um, Atlanta's on the second end of a back-to-back, so no total in this one. Anthony Edwards is questionable. Probably another reason that there's no total. And and Carl Anthony Towns is questionable for this game. Everything I've read is he's getting very, very, very close. Um, this could be the spot he comes back. I don't know what his minutes would be. I don't think we play him unless we get like an absolute, hey, he's going to be on normal minutes type of thing. But we'll talk about that in a second. Let's go Atlanta first. Um, DeJounte sat on Tuesday for an illness. I don't want to like speculate on if he's going to play or not um because i mean that's just kind of impossible the hawks beat the pistons by like 20 something points um trey young only played 30 minutes no one played trey young played 30 minutes and that was the most anybody played for atlanta so they they should be fine coming into the double back-to-back here I, it all kind of depends for me it all depends on Dejounte. if Dejounte's out trey young at 9400 is someone i will play a lot um 38 and a half percent usage increase or 38 and a half point percent usage with DeJounte off the floor in like 700 plus minutes um after that after that it kind of becomes interesting um I still think I leave to like Bogdanovich and Hunter I just don't think they played a lot last night because they didn't have to Capella crushed last night it was the matchup um Rudy Gobert obviously a much tougher matchup than james wiseman wiseman fouled out super early i know i played him um talk to me about atlanta keith yeah murray out obviously the the big news here and we again we don't know whether the illness was back-to-back related or or whether there's actually something something going on with him um so we'll just kind of have to wait and see if he pops up questionable on the injury report midday then i think there's a real chance that he could sit again um, if he's not on the in- injury report, then obviously we can proceed and know that he's playing. Um, we should get that around like 1.30 Eastern, I think, is when that'll come out. Maybe 2.30 um, is when you have to release your, your injury report when you're on a back-to-back. Um, we won't get it before then, more than likely. Um, I have interest in Trey Young either way, I think. Just because Minnesota plays so fast, this should be a really solid game environment. Um if DeJounte's out, Trey's the best play on the slate. If DeJounte is in, I think you can take shots on, on him and Trey. Um, Murray's price tag down to 7900 In this fast-paced game, I think there's still upside at that price, even playing alongside of Trey Young. Like I said, I, I do like this game environment, and I want to take some shots here. Um, Bogdanovich and, and Hunter, even Collins, I'll throw in there. He's been playing okay here recently. Um, he's no longer 4600 like he... He was a couple of games ago, 5,200. I don't love the price tag, but I think you can take shots just because of the game environment. 
of of those three in the 5k range and like capella i think would be my favorite of like he's in that 5k range as well then i'd go bogdanovich then hunter then collins so he's fourth amongst those guys but i think all four of the 5k guys are are in play here um trey young's going to be my favorite either way uh regardless of Dejounte murray in or out um if if murray is out i think the exposure my exposure to the hawks will be massive Especially if you're like in the scenario where like, hey, I don't really want to play a ton of the San Antonio value, then looking at these 5K guys are, especially if Murray sits. Minnesota, I mean, this is a really interesting spot. We know like Anthony Edwards is on like, he's he's come out and said like, hey, we are paid to play in the NBA and we should be appreciative and we should play every game that we can because we never know like when someone's coming to a game. So I think if he sits, it's like a real ankle injury. Um yeah, I everything mean, he, he was in a he's was in a he's been out. Mood. He yeah, yeah. It, he's definitely re- truly hurt. Um, he yeah, is one of the so. toughest guys in the in the league though. Like it would not surprise me to see him back. I, I feel like him and Cat both miss one more game here. That, that's just my lean. Obviously, I think Cat plays. I'm on the opposite end. I think Edward sits. I think Cat plays. Okay. Um, and, and the only it won't, the only it won't reason... be full minutes though, regardless, and then that makes no. it it really tough to play Gobert for sure. Yeah. Everything I've read is very optimistic about cat returning for this game um, for what it's worth, but everything I read on Edwards before we got started was they were optimistic, but it was still questionable. So very optimistic on both guys, um, but it sounded more questionable for Edwards. I wouldn't be shocked if they both play. I wouldn't be shocked if they both sit. I wouldn't be shocked if one sits and one plays. It's the NBA. Nothing should shock you anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> with that said, like Edwards out, we've seen Mike Conley's usage go up. His price is up. I think he's someone that like you probably put on the bench if Edwards comes back. Prince is another guy you put on the bench if he comes back. Um, you don't want to take shots on like Nas Reed or any of these other guys if Rudy Gobert comes back, even if it's limited minutes. But the one guy I really just kind of want to talk about is someone that's been really good here over the last like month, and that's Kyle Anderson. Could take a huge hit if Cat comes back. Um, how much does his rebounding go down with Carl Anthony Towns on the floor? Uh, his assist might not change. His scoring might change. 7K. We're not talking about 5,600 Kyle Anderson anymore. So I really want to see who's in and out for Anderson if I'm playing him. If they're both out, I have a ton of interest in Anderson, even at 7K. Yeah, if, if Towns comes back, like, he just he's going to take up all the usage. Like, these guys are all overpriced. Even if he only plays 20 minutes, you just you can't play Gobert. You can't play Anderson. Even Conley, like, I don't I just don't think you can play Minnesota if Towns returns because of – his extremely high usage rate and like he takes away all the peripheral stats as well. Um, Towns is a guy that'll get a couple assists, great rebounder. Um, There's just not going to be enough to go around for these guys who are priced up for several months here without Carl Anthony Towns. The one guy I am interested if Edwards sits uh, Jalen Noel at 3,600 Dude saw 20 minutes in the last game, but he played, it was 14 minutes in the first half. He picked up his fourth foul with like 17 seconds left in the, in the first half. And then he, he didn't play almost the whole third quarter. Jalen Noel was on his way to smashing um, 
in just because they needed a score. Now, if, if Towns comes back, maybe he doesn't see that same usage rate as he saw um, in that last game against the Knicks. But Noel is somebody I have my eye on. If Cat and Edwards are both out, I'm going to have a ton of Jalen Noel. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Yeah. <laughs> I respect your opinion. Um, so, I mean, if those guys are out, sure. I hear you. Um, I think it's one of those, like, scenarios, though, that, like, if these guys play, you're just not touching someone like that. Oh yeah, I come. Yeah, if Edwards is in, I have, I have no interest in Noel whatsoever. We we probably should touch on Torian Prince too, Mister Eight of Eight from three point range. I talked about game. him. I said that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. All right. I I skipped over him. So yeah, don't expect that from Torian Prince again. <laughs> yeah. So that was the most threes that he's made all month. Um, he topped his <laughs> monthly total for threes in one game. Um, and, and to be fair, like. Listen, when you're shooting that good, go go just you, man. Rip. Yep. Yeah, just let it keep firing. I would have shot more than eight times. That's why I'm doing podcasts and not playing in the NBA. Portland at Utah. Listen, I love Utah slates, man. They're my favorite. No total in this game, though. Waiting on some injury news from this one. Um, Grant is out. Little is questionable. Simons is out. Winslow is out. Clarkson is out. Sexton is out. Marketing is questionable. Oh, Utah side. We can't wait to get there. But let's start with Portland because that's what we do. We always start with the visiting team. Um, Lillard is 10-5. No Simons, no Grant um, yeah, against moon. Utah. Like, <laughs> don't overthink this spot. I know we've talked about a lot of plays, and it's a 10-game slate. Don't overthink this spot. It's a fantastic spot. I also want to highlight a guy like Cam Reddish, who seems like he's going to be getting maybe a bump in everything here. Um, a guy like Sheldon Sharp could play extra minutes in this game at 3,600. So I think this is a really good spot for Portland. Um, Utah is a great team to target. They're not a good defensive team. Even if we look at like recent stuff, they're still in the bottom 15. And they play fast. Fifth fastest pace in the NBA. Um, since the start of February. So I think this is a great spot to target Portland. Yeah, completely agree. I wish we didn't have the Grant and Simons news, and this was one of the late games of the slate, and we were waiting on Grant and Simons, and you could just absolutely load up on Lillard and get him at like 15% ownership or less. Not going to be the case. Everybody can see this now. He's going to be popular. He's well worth it. Like the usage rate is over 40% on the season with Grant and Simons off the floor. Just ridiculous stuff here. So Damian Lillard is too cheap despite being over 10K. He is too cheap for his role. Awesome matchup. Damian Lillard's my favorite spend up on the entire slate. We have to pay attention to what Nurkic did his last time out. Uh, I know the, the minutes are inconsistent. Um, dude went for almost 50 DK points his last time though. 23 points, 11 rebounds. Threw in five assists and two blocks. 
Um, he, he has upside. Utah has been better on the interior since they've been leaning on Walker Kessler a lot more. But I still like this spot for Nurkic. The, the price tag is, is fair. Um, I, I certainly think he can pay off 6,200 if assuming he gets the run, like he's a guy that, that could end up with 24 minutes, but if you can get 28 minutes out of Nurkic, I, I really like this spot for him. Um, I, I don't mind the value here just because of the matchup against Utah. I think sharp would be my favorite because he's cheap at 3,600. Um, Reddish is a guy that we've seen step up in this scenario m- multiple times since his move to Portland, he's 4,500. Um, and even a guy like Matisse Tybal, never a fun guy to play because he doesn't shoot the ball. Um, I prefer him on FanDuel. I don't know what his price over the, is over there, but assuming that he's like 4K on FanDuel, um, because of his steals and blocks upside, uh, I think he's certainly in play on, on FanDuel. And I don't even hate him out at um, 3,900 on DK. Just know you're not, you're not, probably not getting even 12 points out of him. Um, but he he should fill up the stat sheet. He should rebound quite a bit with Grant out of the lineup, and then he he'll add a couple of steals and blocks for you as well. So Tybal at, at thirty nine hundred in play as well. Utah, 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 Utah. Um, I mean Clarkson's already out. We know that. Marketing is a huge question mark on this slate. Like if he doesn't play, THT is two thousand dollars too cheap. Um. Kessler, not the greatest matchup in the world at 7,200. Um, listen, Utah's in a great spot. If if we get news that like Markkinen's not going to play, we're going to fire up some Utah players. Um, THT would be by far my favorite. Um, Chris Dunn at 5,800 seems expensive. I want Markkinen to be out for Dunn at 5,800. I don't know if... Clarkson's enough for Dunn at 5,800. Yeah, he's had some good games here recently, but like I, I need him at 5,800 to have both of these guys out. Um, I mean, you can go down the, keep going down the board here. I mean, all these guys are going to be in play if Markkinen sits with Clarkson. Um, this is going to be one of the value spots you're going to target and pivot off of San Antonio um, if we get news. Yeah, if, if Markkinen's out, all kinds of interest in Utah. I completely agree with your um, point guard take. Like THT is the starting point guard and Chris Dunn is his backup. Chris Dunn smashed in the last game because THT was in foul trouble. He ended the game with five fouls. He only played 21 minutes. That is the only reason that Chris Dunn got 31 minutes in the last game. Like they're, they're going to split the 48 minutes. So if THT plays 30 minutes, that only leaves 18 for Chris Dunn. They have played together a little bit this season, um, but one of them THT was injured in, and the other one THT was in foul trouble. Those are like two, Chris Dunn's two blow-up games this year. So if if Clarkson, we already know Clarkson is out, but THT starting and Chris Dunn coming off the bench, I'd be very careful about Chris Dunn. He's no longer 3K anymore. At 5,800, I don't see a way he can pay off that price tag unless THT fails. So I would definitely have a group of them, 0-1, to one, um, you need THT to fail for Chris Dunn to get there, especially at this price. Um, other guys, I, I'm interested in Kessler. I know it, it like Nurkic on the other side, tough, tough matchup. Um, but I like the game environment. I want as much exposure as I can. I love the the Portland side. I want to run it back with as much Utah as I can. Kessler will certainly be a part of that. Um, Olenek at 6,700. Price tag coming up, not, not comfortable. But if Markkinen's out, 
Um, Olenek, is, he's going to play 30 minutes. He, he's going to get his 10 rebounds more than likely. It's just how much does he shoot is really the thing with Olenek. I still think there's upside at 6,700. Um, Agbaji, we saw have a, a really nice game. The price, again, like all these guys, Agbaji, Fantacchio, um, their prices have come up, but they still have really solid roles if, if Markin is, is out. Um, I, I would play both of those guys as well. Because yeah, I don't, I don't see, I don't see Utah running Rudy Gay out for more than twenty five minutes. I think he's played more than, I think he's played more yeah, than twenty two minutes one time this season. Yeah, I think like twenty is basically his ceiling outcome. All right, we finish it out. Phoenix at LA taking on the Lakers. This game is a two twenty seven and a half total. The Suns are one and a half. Point favorite, a lot of question marks here, as always. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, everyone's out or in. Mo Bamba's out. LeBron is out. Anthony Davis is probable. Aiton and Duran are out. We'll go Phoenix first. Devin Booker is $9,900 going up against the Lakers. That price tag seems steep when we just talked about Lillard. Talked about Trey Young, potentially. He could potentially be low owned, but give me the discount on Chris Paul. I think this is a game Chris Paul shows up and has a big game. I like the discount on Paul. Aiton being out is super interesting um, because I don't know if they're necessarily going to need to play Biombo 30 minutes in this game. So I think that might be a value spot I stay away from. And maybe like we see Tory Craig play like 30, 35 minutes in this game instead. So I think I lean more Tory Craig instead of going to Biombo or even like Okaji, like and seeing the minutes go through those guys instead of the big guys. Cause listen, Biombo is going to try to play Anthony Davis and it's just not going to work. <laughs> so they're going to throw some people out there. Like Landell might play some minutes. So I, I just don't, I don't know if Biombo is going to be the answer against Anthony Davis today. Yeah, um, I'll start with the, at the top end, guys, and then I, I do have some thoughts on the, the center position as well. Uh, Booker, you you talked, you nailed it. Um, I like Lillard better for six hundred more. Booker is in a great spot. No Aiton, he's going to be able to shoot as much as he wants in this spot. Um, he absolutely could find a ceiling if he comes in extremely low owned. I do like the pivot to Devin Booker. We know he can smash and score a ton of points. Um, I don't mind the Chris Paul call at all, though. 7,600 with no DeAndre Ayton, like they're going to need a second scorer here. So whether you think that's Chris Paul or whether you think it's somebody like Okaji, um, there, there's room for more usage for all of these guys. So I have a ton of interest in this Phoenix team. Um, I think Chris Paul would be my favorite option as well, just because he seems the most likely guy to to kind of take some extra shots here. Okaji, I think, would be the next option in, in line behind Paul. Um, we haven't really seen it out of him. I know like when the Durant trade first happened and they were really short on bodies, Okaji is a guy that stepped up and played a massive role. Like he just took over the, the Michael Bridges role, essentially. Um, haven't seen that quite as much here recently with Aiton and Booker being back, even after Durant's I- injury again. Um, but I, I like this spot for Okaji, 5,500. I think it's too cheap for the role he's going to have tonight. Um, the centers are interesting. I, I think you nailed it with your analysis. Um, Biombo and Landell are not a guys, not guys that they are going to run out there for 30 minutes. They're just not. Um, in the last game, we saw Biombo play 20, Landell play 15. 
and then guys like Torrey Craig, they just ran small outside of that. Um, they really only played 35 true center minutes. Do they do that again against Anthony Davis? I'm, I'm not sure. I will take shots on these cheap 3K guys. First of all, they're good per minute producers. Um, and if they do, like you're not getting 30, but if we can get 25 minutes out of one of these guys, I do think even in a tough matchup with Anthony Davis, I think they can really put up a big score here. I, I lean to Biombo. He just seems to be the guy um, they trust a little bit more than Lando. I, Lando can put up a ton in a hurry too. I probably catch some exposure to him also, but just just know it's a very risky play and you might, at the end of the night, Biombo might have 18 minutes and Lando might have 12 minutes. Like it, it's truly in play, but just because of the upside, if we see 25 minutes out of either of these guys, they could smash. One final guy, just because of the price tag, Cameron Payne. Um, he's a guy who can shoot a bunch. He's 3,900. I talk, they're going to need more scoring here because of, of eight and out, KD out. Um, like Booker and Paul are going to do their thing. I think there's a third piece that gets here as well. Um, and I, I think Okaji is my favorite. Don't mind Tory Craig, but I'll have some Cameron Payne as well. Love the Payne call. Uh, if this game does end up going a little bit smaller for Phoenix, Payne could play... 22 minutes. 22 minutes is enough at 3,900 for Payne if he's shooting well. So I like the Cameron Payne call. I think that's really interesting um, tournament take. Going to the other side of this game, no one's stopping Anthony Davis. Um, I, I know we talked about this so many times, but like no one's stopping him, but like he just doesn't like have these games where like he'll, he'll have matchups that is on paper. It's just fantastic. He just doesn't do well. Um, so I it large field tournaments I have a ton of interest in him but in like cash games or main lineup like single entries i like lillard more um i like trey young more like i know that anthony davis has just as high a ceiling as those guys but like consistency wise i think those guys are better plays um austin reeves has been playing really solid here recently russell just kind of back in his minnesota comfort i, I mean just consistent non-usage getting the ball to guys like Reeves and Davis I just the Lakers are much harder for me to figure out than Phoenix I know exactly what I want to do with Phoenix but on the Lakers side I like some Anthony Davis I like some Russell I like some Reeves but after that I mean I don't see this being a spot where Gabriel plays a lot of minutes and crushes or anything like that anything it would probably be like a a Troy Brown Jr. minutes game or like a Malik Beasley minutes game, but I don't want to play any of those guys. Yeah. Um, Anthony Davis is, is in a really great spot here. Um, and I, I like the dynamics of stacking this game because you can use Chris Paul, who's cheaper than Booker with Davis as a stack. And then you can use Russell, who's cheaper than Davis as a stack with Booker. That's like to balance out the salaries. Yeah. I really like doing that with, if we're talking about just the two stars on both sides. Um, so Booker, Russell, and Paul Davis are my like the ways I'll be stacking this the most. Yes, I will have a Booker Davis stack also, but like you're just talking about a ton of salary here. Um I like, but playing it with one of the one of the seven K guys and then paying up for the 10K guy, I think is is a phenomenal way to do this. Um like Davis. It's I know it, it's never fun to play him because he can go to the locker room at any time. He seems to tire out at the end of the games and like he'll be sitting there on 50 fantasy points with like four minutes left. And you're like, all right, we're, he's going to smash. And then he does nothing for the last four minutes. Um, but there's just nobody to defend him on the other side. 
Uh, Landell certainly isn't getting it done. Biombo, not near as athletic as, as Anthony Davis. So he should smash here. Um, Austin Reeves, if you would have told me in January that Austin Reeves has a 50 fantasy point game under his belt, I would have called you crazy. But dude has been playing awesome. He's getting a ton of assists. He's getting rebounds and he's scoring the basketball. Like he's just, he's doing everything. I don't love paying 6,400 for him, but I think we have to take notice of this role. Like he has, yeah. he's stepped into like a different role with LeBron out. Um, Russell, as you mentioned, kind of comfortable being the distributor and it's really opened up the floor for Austin Reeves. Um, I'll probably have sprinkles just because I'm, I'm going to be stacking this game. I don't want to touch anything else beyond that. Um, like Vanderbilt, just not a guy I like to play 5,300. Don't love that. Beasley could get hot shooting. It's just Austin Reeves has kind of taken over the role we expected Beasley to step into, I think. Um, yeah, give me Davis. I don't mind Russell, and I'll sprinkle in some Reeves too. Really quick, do you know Austin Reeves' nickname? Um, I do not. You don't know his nickname? I don't think so. Hillbilly Kobe, dude. <laughs> That's I, his I nickname, no that joke. Before. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, his nickname is Hillbilly Kobe. Um, yeah. Came across that a few weeks ago. I was like, that is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. All right. Let's play the morning grind game, and then we will get out of here. Got everybody fired up for some baseball. Got everybody laughing at some jokes. And, uh, hey, we're here to talk some basketball. Favorite play under 5,000 to go 7X. Who do you got today? Oh, Every time I'm going to keep chasing this. Every time Aiton's out. Give me Bismack Biombo at 3,700. He maybe only plays 18 minutes and it does not work out, but if he can get 25 minutes, he's he's going to smash her. I'm going off the board today, Keith. I'm off the board. Give me Grayson Allen at 4,200. Right. I love it. I considered uh, Javon Carter same same line of thinking, so I, I love that. All right. Uh, over 8K to go under 5, or yeah, over 8K to go under 5,000. Who's your bust at the top today? Um, so this is tough. Like there's a couple, like John Morant's obvious. Like he's not going to play full minutes. If cat plays, he's not going to play full minutes. We're not picking those guys. That's not how we play this game. (laughs) So (laughs) do you think Kyrie Irving plays? I'll I'll ask you that. If he plays, I think he plays normal minutes. Yeah. If you pick Kyrie, if you pick Kyrie, if you, if you want to pick Kyrie, then you have to have a, a second one to say if Kyrie sits. All right. So awesome game environment. I'm I'm also banking on the fact that Luca plays. If Kyrie plays and Luca sits, I'm screwed. Um let's see here. All right. I am actually going to change. I'm going to go Joel Embiid. Just I don't like that game environment that it was under like double overtime and he barely got there in the last game. Um I'm I'm pivoting entirely. Give me give me Embiid to bust. All right. Um, my my like initial reaction is Julius Randle, so I'm going to roll with that. I don't love that game. I could see him smashing. He's the type of player that can go off in any game. I just don't like that game. I probably should like it more because it's going to be very competitive. I just don't like the, the pace of that game. I think if you're playing really quick, not to get too sidetracked, but I think if you're playing that Knicks heat game, you're stacking like Randall Butler and you're trying to get the two suds like going off against each other in a big game. Favorite six X play. There's a lot of them today. Who do you got? Give me 
Damian Lillard. He is expensive, but dude is going to have 40% plus usage. He's going to take 25 shots in this game. It's an awesome matchup against Utah. Um, give me Lillard to go big. Yeah, I mean, a lot of pieces, like if we knew the Halliburton news, that would obviously make this a little bit different. A um, lot of pieces where it's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think news matters for Trey Young. I love this spot for him. The pace, you mentioned it as well. If it's just a bonus, it's just a bonus if DeJounte Murray sits in this game, but give me Trey Young to have a big game today. Let's get weird GPP play of the day. I know who I'm picking. Who do you got? <laughs> I hope I'm not stealing yours. Um, you were the one to get the takeout first, but I did have it written down before we started the show. Desmond, Desmond Bain. Bain. 7,600. <laughs> John Morant coming back. He he wasn't great without Morant. I don't, I'd love this spot for him against Houston. Um, John Morant should open up the floor a little bit more for him. I like Desmond Bain. All right. Um, I had a backup because you mentioned it. Give me Vooch. Give me Vooch. I don't think he's going to get a lot of ownership today. The price. I really like the price tag at 7,900. Even when he was with Orlando, he always played really well against Philadelphia. He always had like a chip on his shoulder with the whole Philadelphia situation. So give me Nikola Vucevic, who's averaging 56 fantasy points in three meetings against Philadelphia this season. Um, one of those matchups, Embiid does not play, but still to see that kind of output is really solid. So give me Vooch at 7,900. Any bets or fantasy pick and plays that you like your night before? I've talked, I've mentioned it a couple of times. This Philly Chicago total is sitting at 222. The game was under 200 total points before it went into double overtime in their last matchup, which was just a couple of days ago. I like the under in, in Philly Chicago. 222 feels like too many. Nothing like jumping off the page to me today. Um, I didn't mention yesterday. Was it yesterday? Was it yes. Anyone listening live? Was it yesterday I mentioned Boston? They were like, Minus two or something. Um, that line finished like Boston minus like six and a half or something. So that one was jumping off the page to me last night. I'm pretty sure it was last night. So yeah, nothing like nothing jumping off. Um, I wouldn't like, I wouldn't say like maybe you take Portland plus four and hope marketing doesn't play. I don't hate that. Um, I don't know if it's because that line would move a lot if Markinen sat. Like I think Portland would end up being favorites in that one, but no, it's a coin flip if uh, Markinen plays in that game. But yeah, I mean that's kind of it um, for me. Hope everyone enjoyed. We'll be back tomorrow talking some more hoops. Good luck, everyone. We will see you then.